Welcome to the Meltzone Podcast. This is episode 56. I'm Tom. And I'm Stefan. And today we have a really news-packed episode. So first we start with Simplify 3D version 5 confirmed. Or isn't it? Um, Anchor is, yeah, getting into the 3D printer manufacturer, uh, getting under the 3D printer manufacturers. And they have been teasing a... 3D printer that uh, might be available on Kickstarter soon. Then, um, yeah, 3D printed accessories for your car. Ford has been releasing interface CAD files and drawings uh, that you're able to yeah 3D print accessories for your Ford Maverick pickup truck. And yeah, talking about um, available 3D files for um, products, um, Valve has released um, the 3D files for their upcoming Steam Deck that you can use to print your own cases or maybe even snap on accessories. Yeah, and in fact, that uh, 3D file from the Steam Deck I am printing right now on the Formlabs Form 3 Plus that I've got sitting here. That is also something we're going to talk about. Um, updates from me about the Form 3 Plus that no, Formlabs pulled a sneaky one on me. Um, updates on the Revo testing that Stefan is doing and updates on Stefan's dead, dead stepper driver situation. Uh, and as always, we answer two questions um, from you guys that you can leave uh, just as comments or on Twitter using, uh, yeah, we're tweeting at the Melt Zone um, about Core XY printers, an alternative to the Prusa XL and what we think about the Prusa XL at this point. And composting parts at home what about the additives and what about the pigments i'm I'm really happy that i for once started buying proper tripods because i always had just shit cheap ones from amazon and i finally invested in one uh how are they called the italian one Mon, 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 monsanto monfrotto monsanto yeah uh, Mon, nope. Mon, <laughs> that's yeah. somebody else yeah uh, don't, don't lick him no <laughs> Um, it's just day and night. Uh, though, honestly, my, my Manfrotto stuff I'm not too happy with. Um, so okay. I, I do have uh, a fluid head from Manfrotto, the, the standard MVH, the, the 100 yeah. euro one. Uh, it's got a ton of backlash. And yeah, the heads the heads aren't great, but I do have the, the X-Pro tripod as my main tripod. And that thing is yeah. fantastic. You can, yeah. You, but I, I did put a different head on it. I did put a Komodo K5 on it, which also didn't purchase the hats from uh uh from monfrotto monfrotto <laughs> uh but uh bought uh, nova flex ones okay. german manufacturer yeah. <laughs> where where the ball head costs like three times as much as my other tripods that i've been using for the last five years and you, the, the thing is, the, the my main tripod used to be, um, it's it's offering here, but mm. it's one that's made by Spectra, uh, some some made in West Germany or East Germany, I don't know, a uh, thing that, that my grandpa gave me. Okay. Um, he, he still had this for his video camera stuff uh, from the 80s, and he was like, ah, here. And it's like super <laughs> wobbly and stuff, but it does, that's my, my B-roll tripod. Yeah. It does extremely well. Uh, smooth tilts and pans, and it doesn't have okay. any any spring load to it. So with okay. the light um, ZV ones on there, it's just mm -hmm. it's just perfect. Hey, you, yeah. you use what what works for you, right? 
Yeah, you use what works for you and the old ones worked for me as well, but just working with proper equipment is, especially now with uh, like the macro photography, because this thing is just really sturdy. So you don't have a lot of vibration. You don't have a lot of just give when you, when you're tightening something up. It's nice. It's nice. Yeah. But they cost, they cost a ton. If, if I would imagine buying something like what I bought a week ago, Uh, when I started doing that, I, I would have cried because, <laughs> oh, I would have not just easily said, yeah, I'll take uh, the camera, I take that lens uh, and that light and the tripod and a couple of pads right here and yeah, just pack everything together. <laughs> yeah. But something like a tripod you buy once and then you keep it until you've worn it out or, or it breaks mm. or something. But what you what, what people thought they were buying once um <laughs> might not be might not be uh the case so that's how our first topic here we've got simplified 3d v5 that is supposed to be confirmed um confirmed yeah by uh Fabalu. or have they actually only been reporting about that or did they have let's let's <laughs> dissect that in a second but uh so Simplify 3D V5. It's, it's been on V4 for a while. Apparently, they lost 90% of their staff or something. They walked out or, or fired them. I don't know. Um, but Simplify 3D was always like, hey, you get free updates, right? That was the that was the, the premise of uh, of buying a Simplify 3D license. And last time we talked about it, excuse me, um, it was like, hey, there might be an upgrade feed, uh, to V5, which mm. was, was tickling a, a few people in the wrong spot. Um, which is why I'm saying, hey, you, you pay for it once, um, like with a tripod. Um, but yeah, is that there's, there's no news on that, right? There's no news on how it's going to come, when it's going to come. No. So yeah. at, at the beginning of 2019, uh, Simplify 3D V5 was announced. And since then, like it has become a meme. So they are still very regularly posting on, on Instagram, Twitter and everything. And they've, they've noticed always, comments or, 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 yeah, they have been disabling comments for a bit, but now activated them again, because <laughs> I don't know, they, they're just, they're just living the meme. And, and the only comments that you're always finding below uh below those those messages are hey when is when is version five coming out I, so I, i might have had an in starting that yeah <laughs> uh, uh, so what we now have uh by by carrie stevenson um fabulous is saying confirmed simplify 3d v5 is on the way which already is quite an ambiguous headline because it's been on the way since 2019 And hmm. Simplify 3D have confirmed that it's on the way since since then. But basically, this this is this is the entire premise of the article. The entire core of the article is like, um, yeah, Kerry has a strong hunch that it's coming soon. <laughs> Simplify 3D didn't say anything. Didn't didn't say, hey, we're we're going to release this at a at a specific date. But quote, I got the distinct impression it would be soon. <laughs> Yeah, that's uh, it. And it made the rounds. It, it generated a ton of buzz, and everyone's talking about Simplify 3D again. As are we, and it's just a total zero article. It's just there's there's, there's no substance to this at all. <laughs> like, uh, 
Yeah, it, it looks like it looks like it's just gonna be the meme forever. <laughs> it's gonna be vaporware. Well, uh. we'll see. I'm. I I honestly still have a bit of hope. So you have you haven't been using Simplify 3D for like anything in the past uh, besides like G-code viewing, I guess. Yeah, and even or mainly used to, but uh, Prusalizer now has a G-code viewer built in. So yeah, yeah. I have been using uh, Simplify 3D quite a bit before Prusa Slicer really was a thing. So I don't know. I'm 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 still a bit excited. I I hope that V5 is coming out and will bring the. <laughs> apparently, V5 will include an enormous amount of new functions. So that was a quote <laughs> from the article. Um. And one of the points he actually mentions is many new and innovative slicing features. So I guess the only the, the, the only way that Simplify V5 can be a real thing in the future is if there is really something innovative and revolutionary. And I don't know, because most other like free slicers have been becoming so good. So I don't know if they're bringing us really cool and easy non-planar slicing or even better supports than they had in the past, or I don't know. The <laughs> thing is, the thing is, it's not like you're comparing with uh, 2019's uh, market or, or oh, no. the other slicers uh, have improved quite a bit. So obviously, the idea maker, the the Simplify 3D inspired, let's call it. Um, did my Image just flicker. Um, yeah, shortly. Wow. Okay. Um, yeah, Idea Maker heavily inspired by uh, Simplify 3D. Supposedly, <laughs> there's there's like some of the team members from Simplify 3D yeah. uh, are now working on Idea Maker. That's become a replacement for Simplify 3D for a lot of people. Um, mm. Cura is now on their like third new engine since 2019. Yeah. So they've been been upgrading quite a bit. Uh, Prusa Slicer just got a a huge upgrade with 2.4 and was it 2.4 or 2.41 beta or something with 2.41 betas was recently released yeah with with new support structures that are apparently mm -hmm. i've not tried them yet um but that are apparently are super easy to take off which was one of the mm -hmm. big features from simplify 3d um so for for v5 of simplify 3d to become something that's that's actually relevant it's it's not just going to have to pull on par with you know what's what's been developed since then but it's gonna it's it's gonna have to exceed that um yeah because it's it's coming at a kind of hefty price tag so it used to be i think when i bought it five or six years ago it was 120 euros and i think now sells for like 150 well and for that 150 bucks you really need something that's worth it at that time it was support structures it was processes and things like that but since yeah Prusa Slice Cura they they have that in a way idea maker does everything what what simplify does i don't know I, I, as i said if v5 is coming there need to be revolutionary slicing features in there and that is one of the reasons i am kind of excited for it <laughs> still maybe it's just like with um Duke Nukem forever I, or i, I was going to bring that up yeah <laughs> or that there's Duke Nukem Forever has that been released? Nah. That's, yes, of course it has been, been released, but it's been it's been poorly received, right? 
not too well yes okay yeah that, because that, that that's what what that's reminding me of right uh video games when they are so long in the making hmm. usually that they, they don't get better usually it's like yeah. hey we've we, we're now on an engine that's that's 10 years old and our our approach to things isn't what people are mm. expecting for a modern game in that case yeah. we'll see we'll see um, hope dies last <laughs> <laughs> well well so that's that's simplify 3d not not much substance to that but maybe we'll see it's at some point but a glimpse of hope yeah but what's definitely going to be happening is uh anchor anchor um who are announcing that they're getting into the 3D printing game. And you, yeah. Stefan, you, you put that in there, but I, yep. I find that really I put it in there because, well, Anchor, I mostly know them from their power banks. I don't know. I think this was actually one of the things where they, I don't know, started with, were really known for, but yeah. they now have a, a ton of hype kind of high quality but um affordable like electronics accessories yeah so what what i'd put them at is like upper mid-range of i so i i buy my usb cables from anchor if i get a chance um power banks i got like five of them they make usb hubs they make um what else yeah but they've also got sub brands so there's anchor for mm -hmm. like all the usb stuff they've got sound car for a uh, sound core for bluetooth speakers and i think headphones too Ufi, oifi um for home security kind of like google nest and stuff okay. nebula i have no idea what those make uh, can you click it and now <laughs> anchor make nebula anchor make yeah oh nebula that's it that's a pocket projectors okay the led projectors yeah, Anchor Make, there is currently only a teaser on that website and enter your email if you want to get updates. But I think as I have understood it from other pages, they are planning a Kickstarter. Absolutely, yes. <laughs> they are planning a Kickstarter, so a marketing campaign um, for, uh, yeah, their, their new 3D printer. There, There isn't a lot of information on there it looks as if it is it looks kind of a s similar yeah just i3 style endo 3 yeah clone looking fdm 3d printer uh which they tease on the website real fast printing which i don't know doesn't mean a lot print smooth curves uh, is mm. is that something new are they enabling uh g2 and g3 in in marlin Ooh. i don't know <laughs> game changer <laughs> g2 g3 but for, for those who don't know it is like the curve command in g code where you don't have to do individual segments but you just say hey do this curve at that center point at that <laughs> radius um intelligent recognition and um, there was there was actually a, um so i have seen on another page a a picture or a mock-up of the printer where a camera was pointing like onto the print area that could only be for monitoring but maybe also including i don't know failure recognition features using mm. ai or something like that which would be something nice uh, here's the thing though with with the anchor sub brands it's never been about like doing the absolute breaking breaking edge is it called breaking edge Cutting edge. Cutting edge. There we go. <laughs> uh, the absolute cutting edge, the newest stuff. Um, 
like pushing the envelope. <laughs> mm. I'm, I'm, I'm breaking out all the idioms today. Um, it's always been, hey, we're going to get you something that is like solid and like I said, mid-range and, and, and unproven mm. tech. I would be very surprised if they they start integrating like AI print failure recognition or mm. like pre-rendered whatever and comparing like how does the camera see the object and what what does mm. my render tell me and, and doing like a comparison with that. Mm. I'd be very surprised if they include something like that. Um, yeah. What I'm gonna expect from them is maybe some some mainboard um, firmware that is made by them that that approaches things differently. Um, print smooth curves that also hints at like some different motion processing happening. I mean, S curve acceleration, um, that's a classic, but I don't, I don't think it's going to be like revolutionary different from what we've seen so far. Um, at best, probably like CR6 SE and the 3B2, something like that. Mm. Maybe. So like I said, my my experience with anchor is that they're upper mid range to do stuff. The stuff they do, they do at a level where you're going to be comfortable using it. So maybe yeah. it's going to be better made than um, the Creality stuff. Maybe it's going to be something that is going to be just more trustworthy in the craftsmanship. Mm. Um, but I don't know. I don't know. This is all mm. speculation. Yeah. I was always also asking myself whether they're really developing something on their own or if they're just partnering with an already existing company like for example dremel does with the um flashforge flash flashforge printers or the the printers that you're now getting at at aldi germany from beurer or something like that which are also just rebranded flashforge 3d printers so it it will be interesting to see if if they are just i don't know like kind of tweaking an already existing machine or if they really did something on their own because I think especially when you're thinking about mainboard and even uh like like firmware there is a substantial amount of like development necessary to like yeah. start from scratch and not use uh Marlin or Rapper firmware or something like that. Maybe they're gonna use Clipper. <laughs> we'll see, we'll see. Anchor Innovations, that's that's another link they've got in there. What what is that? Ooh, launches first IF design awards. Well, we're gonna see. It's gonna be a Kickstarter, so eh, whatever. Um, hey, more more competition, more more fresh ideas. Yeah, and it's nice to see. In, I don't know uh, an established manufacturer just getting into the market because. What are I the- I don't know. I had the feeling over the last year or something like that that Creality uh, they were releasing quite a ton of good products in the past but the things i have recently seen from them weren't that cutting edge anymore so it's just you, you get you get used to a certain level of hey this is what my printer is capable of and and yeah. this is what it should do and like there's maybe like little baby steps there's mm. not been anything that's been super revolutionary no. um what, what i'm wondering like in general about anchor getting into this is do we have is is 3d printing at that moment where it's like hey um what, what, what's the comparison like the the, the stuff you see on on hula de Leuven, lines then um yeah. they, they they always get these investors shark tank, shark tank yeah lion's den is that's 
isn't that that that's a there is a format that that does the same thing called called Lancet, okay. I believe. Um, but Shark Tank, yes, um, that sort of format. You they always get investors and yada yada, um, and oh, we're gonna make so many millions. And then half a year later, you see that at Netto, um, for like, hey, this is the this is the bargain bin. Um, <laughs> you know, that's where where that sort of stuff ends up. Is that is is Anchor getting into this? Is that that moment where you see it in the bargain bin? Um, where like everyone's into 3D printing and we're, we're like past the curve and, and like it's just, you know, oversaturation. I don't know. Maybe they they try to make it more ac uh, more accessible, more easier to use, which I, th I think already uh, also kind of nicely segues us into the next topic. Ah. Ah. Uh, because like... Ford has been releasing 3D files for their new Ford Maverick car, small SUV or something like that, uh, for 3D printed accessories. Pickup. Life, pick lifestyle pickup truck. Lifestyle pickup truck. Don't call truck. it a car. Yeah, look at that <laughs> bed. I mean, I, I can I could barely stretch my legs on that. <laughs> uh yeah, so what I wanted to say with that is that, that Ford has been releasing uh, CAD files for the interfaces for their Ford Maverick with the intention that um, you can design your own accessories for your car now and 3D print them out. Um, of course, you might need to have the skills to design them in the first place, but uh, there will be a... I guess a ton of designs just available on Prusa printers and Thingiverse and and whatever uh, to to print out and three um, D printing. Yeah, of course it's accessible, but I it would be interesting to just give a three D printer to my dad, for example, and tell him, okay, you have one day, please try to print out um, that I don't know trash bin for my ford um if he is able to actually yeah do it uh is has the technology been becoming easy enough that he yeah. can just give somebody that machine and uh, within an hour he has something printing <laughs> i don't know that i mean that that would be that would be a fun experiment for sure I don't know if he he would be really into into that format, but uh, I maybe I maybe should talk with him about that. Yeah, um, I mean, my, my mom's been using the um, my Cassini chocolate printer while I had yeah. it, so why, why not? That's um, nice. Yeah, I'm, but yeah, I'm trying to make sense of the of the yeah. Ford Fits system, the Ford Integrated Tether system. So there are they're saying there are eight. Mounts eight Ford integrated slots throughout the vehicle. So are those like the the same slots that you so print one thing for and just move it between attachments? Exactly. Points? So um, Ford has been providing CAD files and a couple of drawings for the interface and I think the space that's available for your designs. I was really hoping for like part of the interior of a car that you have also like the uh, available space available um, already in your in your uh, in CAD but uh, what they actually um, put there to download are um, step files yeah just for the interface where you can slide right. something in 
And there are two different ones, I think for the underseat compartment and for like the mid console or something like that. Um, since there are two, I guess they're a bit different, but it's just like a T-slot thing where you can put something in there. Yeah, it, it looks like it's that same T-slot, but like on the, on the center tunnel between mm-hmm. uh, between the two rear seats um it's just one so you can attach like a cup holder to that yeah. um but in the under seat storage i guess that is there's there's that bin and on either side of the bin there's one slot yeah. so you, you'd need that double mount to to print like a divider is what they're showing yeah. off here yeah so i was actually hoping that they also provided a couple of samples files that you could already print yourself but the only thing that i have found so far is that ford themselves are offering 3d printed accessories for that um how's it called that system the fits, fits the fit system ford integrated tether system uh so we have 50 bucks for a 3d printed trash bin which honestly in the grand scheme of of car accessories isn't that bad I mean, it isn't that bad. It, I, it would be interesting to see uh, the quality of those parts. Yeah, and, whether and the material. Exactly, whether they're printing out a PLA. Uh, <laughs> you're not going to have a lot of luck with that in California. No. So I would assume it's it's at least going to be PTG or something. But even PTG wouldn't be happy in like Nevada desert. Yeah, some, well, it's, it's going to have a small orange sticker on it where it's like, hey, do not use this in high peat environments <laughs> only drive at night <laughs> uh, may cause cancer in california <laughs> the usual something like that uh i so I, I i put that into the show notes because i find it kind of nice that they are releasing these interface files um i think there is not a huge market at the moment because not that many probably have a 3D printer and want to print something out for their car. But I think it's a nice step into the right direction. And as I think you have mentioned before, there are other companies that have been releasing CAD files, especially with the intention that you can 3D print accessories for that. Yeah, so what I think that the main word that I'm that I'm running on right now um that's the, I guess that's a bit more niche actually because there's much less volume on a on a Threadripper mainboard um, than on a on a car. Um, but for example, ASUS tried this where they have I don't know what it's called, but they've got like three threaded inserts on the mainboard. Um, they released they actually they, so they did release printable files for that um, so that mm. you don't have to model anything yourself. But you could of course model yourself with just three and. 2.5 or M3 threaded inserts. Um, for in this case, for example, for a fan shroud, where you had an extra shroud and a fan that you could attach, and that was cooling your chipset or your SSD or something. Mm-hmm. Um, that sort of thing. In the case of that mainboard, I think it's 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 so it's it's not a whole lot of effort for the manufacturer to include that, mm-hmm. right? Where it's three threaded inserts, they 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 get pick and place, they get soldered on. Um, it's, 20 cents, 30 cents, I don't know. Um, if there's a space for that, no-brainer. And they, hey, they, maybe they have a 3D printing enthusiast on the team who can provide yeah. that. And it's it gets some good good PR. And I, I like what they're doing. Even though, again, it's <laughs> I don't know how many units they're selling off, off of that mainboard. 1,000? 5,000? Maybe? 
main boards and and stuff like that are surprisingly low volume, especially once they're like the 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 upper and uh, thread ripper stuff. Um, but yeah, that that's pretty cool. The other thing that that we've that we're seeing and that actually I'm, I'm printing right now. Sorry if there's some noise audible. Um, is Valve has released uh, the Steam Deck hardware 3D files, though we have to differentiate what they're actually releasing. Um, they're not releasing the actual injection molding files um, where you can replace uh, your, your triggers or um, the front and back case and print your own. No. I mean, come on, clear Steam Deck case? Ah, oh, mm, I'd, I'd probably order one just for that. I've got I've got a really nice 3D scanner right now. Uh, when when are they shipping? <laughs> uh, what, what kind of 3D scanner do you have at the moment? Oh uh, God, what what, if, what is it called? I, I have to look up what exactly I've, okay. I got. But uh, nice nice unit. Um, yeah, so that 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 will be something. Though, well, I I, I 3D scanned my my uh, Super Nintendo controller at uh-huh. some point and and uh, printed out a clear case because that was really cool in the nineties. Server. Start shipping February 2022. Oh God, I might have to order one. I didn't want to order one, but mm. <laughs> uh, after expected order availability after Q2. Okay, so by the time I get it, it's, it's not going to be interesting anymore. Anyways, they released a, a 3D positive space model. Let's call it that um, of the Steam Deck, which looks to be actually based on the engineering uh, files. So thumbs up for that so it's it's got everything in there it's got the the actual case it's got the buttons it's got the um the track pads i guess they're called um mm. the the sticks everything's in there mechanically accurate and yeah like i said i'm printing it on the uh, on the form 3 plus right now um oh actually yeah let me put that in the show notes real quick and what you can use it for is of course making cases if you want to do that um or you know, making attachments that fit on the on the Steam Deck itself, and you've linked um, the Prusa Printers contest that was exactly for that. Yeah, exactly. So the um, the contest is already over. It started at the end of last year, and it was a content contest for Snap-on controller mods for uh, yeah people with disabilities which is i think something really nice because the results that we got in the contest um really enabled uh, i think printing of accessories for controllers if you are, are just able to i don't know work with one hand or have 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 other disabilities that you're still able to game in a way and um Holy shit! If you look at people who who are mastering like adapted controllers, yeah, wow, they, <laughs> yeah, it it it's incredibly impressive what what they're, they're able to pull off. You know, people who have limb differences, I I don't know what 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 a, an appropriate term for that would be, but if you're if you're unable to to hold physically a regular Xbox, uh, PlayStation, Nintendo Switch, whatever controller, it doesn't mean you're a bad gamer. Um, it's just those controllers aren't made for you, and and these yeah. these these projects at least can can adapt them in a way where where you can then make use of them and, and yeah. participate. So yeah, and I guess the challenge with these accessories is always if you don't have a a proper CAD model of, for example, the controller where you want to f- fit it onto, it's 
iterating and iterating and iterating yeah. un until it properly fits. And if you have the, as you said, positive space of a controller, just the, the outer shell of a controller, you can just put that in CAD design around these files and get to a result way easier. And maybe you're even able to make way more sophisticated designs with that. And that's the thing I, I really like. And I guess in the end, um, it, it doesn't really harm the manufacturers because I don't know if you're a case manufacturer for, a Nintendo Switch, I guess there are possibilities that you're getting the CAD files for the exterior of a Nintendo Switch from Nintendo themselves under NDA or whatever. But what does yeah. it hurt them? If somebody has a, a 3D scanner, they would be able to just scan that and release that to the public. Yeah, and if it's just about yeah clones, PlayStation controllers, classic one, you can get so many PlayStation controllers that are like mechanically identical um, to the original ones. So yeah. that that can't be a reason either. No. So yeah, thumbs up to to Valve for releasing these models. So that they're releasing um, an STL. They're releasing some PDF drawings with mechanical dimensions or accurate mechanical dimensions for a couple of core um, features, and they are releasing a step file. Which I yeah. think is really great uh, because working off, an, off of an STL, it's not the not the best thing in the world. You could work off of uh, a 3D scan just the same way as you can work off of uh, mm -hmm. a, uh, an exploited STL, but having the step you can actually reference all the geometry in a CAD and just get it get it spot on the first time. So, mm. yeah. I'm really looking forward to seeing what yeah people come up with. It's not only accessories for uh, people with uh, disabilities, but I don't know, custom cases, custom stands, f f fan adapters, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Just makes things way easier. And as I said, I think in the end, it's it's a win for both. It's it's that, yeah, it's that why not approach, right? Um, yeah. Why would you not do that? It's, it's Well, it's additional effort. Well, it's, well, in true, a way, true, maybe you need to maintain everything, and in a way, it is a bit of effort. But I think, in the grand scheme of a development program for a Steam Deck, this is peanuts. Yeah, yeah. I mean, so they, I'm sure that they, they had, have had that they needed someone to sit down and actually uh, remove all the all the internal features off uh, out of that model. You don't want like all the structure in there. You don't want the, the PCB details um, all exported into that. So, But I think they have it anyway because for, for case manufacturers, like, I don't know, um, um, D-Brand? No, not D-Brand. Yeah, D-Brand. Yeah, I think they, they, they do make cases. D-Brand? Um, I'm quite sure that they get exactly these files beforehand so they are available okay. they're just not available to the public i'm quite i'm quite sure that this is the case i don't know if this is always like um industry espionage um if a product is released and at the same day you have a couple of um accessories that work with that I don't know how it is with the new iPhones. Yeah. If there's always a delay or if... Well, I, I, I know there's like dummies going around of uh, unreleased phones. But huh. where those come from, I have no idea. Where, where, <laughs> where do babies come from? Hmm. Um, if, if you guys have any insights on, on like how that works, whether, whether <clears throat> hardware manufacturers send out the 3D files or whether it's hmm. literally just someone sitting there with a 3D scanner with calipers, uh, let, us, let us know in the comments. 
<laughs> or or some some employee uh, forgetting one of the uh, beta phones in in a bar somewhere in Cupertino. Uh, well, that, that that was Apple, right? Yeah, that was Apple with the, with the iPhone ten. <laughs> no, way early. I think that? it was with the iPhone four where they first yeah. got to that boxy design. Okay. I'm quite sure. Okay. Um, f uh, I think that was when the switch happened from like the really rounded design yeah, to the. 3D. Yes. Thing. Yeah. Oh, okay. Something. Okay. Something. Oh. <laughs> they 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 now look like that again anyway. So. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So Streamlabs Streamlabs Ford releasing files. Um. We we did feature Twill, some some household device manufacturer who was like releasing some parts too. Um, like knobs and stuff, which is cool. It's it's just nice to see that, right? It's in a, in a lot of cases, it's just it, it, there's not much value to that, but it's also not hurting anything. Yeah, yeah. Um, would you like to talk about your your Revo experience, or is that something you want to keep for the uh, Revo? Re re I, I, I keep trying to make a word up. <laughs> Review, revo you. Yeah, it, it, it doesn't work. Well, uh, we 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 can talk about that. Um, since it was a review unit, I got uh, and I had it printing for. Yeah, I I printed my 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 Voron two point four five at uh, two point four five. <laughs> it's already late. <laughs> um, uh, so yeah, I have I have my revo review unit for. I guess one and a half months now. I installed it on my Prusa Mark III. Yep. I printed a bunch of things and did a bunch of tests with it just, just in my office. And since I'm going to be building a Voron 2.4, I of course had to print the files and just printing the files for the Voron 2.4 is 200, at least 200 hours of printing ABS. Right. So I thought, yeah, kind of a nice, endurance test for the Revo just to see how it works when I use it for a longer amount of time. Um, and since I anyways wanted to release my review only when um, it is available for purchase, I said, yeah, I still have a bit of time. Um, so I printed Voron parts for 150 hours. So 200 hours, I think all in all with... Um, 200 hours all in all with the, the pretests I already did. And um, it started acting up, which is kind of unfortunate. So what actually happened is um, I started a print and with my Prusa, usually I start a print and then leave. And 10 hours later, um, a finished print is usually on the print bed. Um, I checked in after I think two hours and I had a thermal runaway warning on the screen. So I... Just said, yeah, screw it. It was in my basement, and I know that um, uh, Prusa is sometimes not really happy if you are printing like below 15 degrees Celsius. So you sometimes need to start a print, let it heat up a little bit, then you get a thermal runaway warning. They, then you start it again. They did fix it in, in some firmware revision, I think. That they. It, it could be the case. Yeah. I, I just remembered that from the past. Yeah. Um, so I started it again and it, it worked. So I started it, I saw that it heated up and I, I left again, but the parts looked kind of weird. Um, so the next day I removed the parts again, um, hooked actually again a um, um, octoprint again mm -hmm. onto it just to see how like 
temperature fluctuations, things like that is. And I, I, I have seen, I, I saw quite a lot of spikes in just the, the temperature graph. So, um, what I guess happened was that something's wrong with the thermistor in my Revo unit. And, um, it showed a temperature, but it, so it, it's usually working very well until 150 degrees Celsius. Then it goes to 160. Then it drops down to 150 again. Then it jumps up to 180. Um, so I always heated it to 250 degrees for the ABS. Then right. it gets to the 250 degrees. Then it at some point reports 280 degrees Celsius. But then, um, after just a bit, it gets back to steady state. And it looks as if it was working, but the print results looked weird. So I right. uh, put a temperature probe into the hot end and I noticed that, um, when I set it to 250 degrees Celsius, I think the real temperature within the hot end was 265 degrees Celsius. So it, it was printing significantly hotter than it should okay. have. So I rechecked all my wiring. I, yeah, I rechecked all my wiring. Um, still the same thing. Uh, luckily I had another like heater core for, from the, uh, Revo micro here and hooked that up and everything was working perfectly again. So, okay. so it's, it's, I, I was going to say, like, did you check that it's not like the, the MOSFET on the board acting up? It's and, not the MOSFET okay. on the board. Um, it's not the Prusa. Um, so I yeah, changed if, everything. If you, if you swap the heater core and that fix, that is pretty, pretty, yeah. yeah pretty definitive um and the, the the thing with revo somebody asked on on, on my review um was like hey can you also compare prices of like the heater cartridge and the thermistor versus revo and i checked you can't actually buy the heater core by itself you have to buy a whole new hot and if you want the heater core right no i don't think so i think on 3d jake they list the individual parts oh, I'm quite i, I sure. just I checked, I just checked the um e3d site um, and they do no. At um, at 3D Jack, you can purchase a Revo heater core with spring for thirty five bucks. Okay, so I guess that is that is disassembled kits then, because I I am not sure. So 3D Jack is a big reseller. I th I'm quite sure that they are purchasing these parts separately. Let me let me check something real quick while you entertain the audience. Um, <laughs> Uh, yeah, so what is probably wrong with my Revo unit is that the thermistor is acting up. I don't know if it is the connector. I don't know if it is, I think there's a, also some kind of a glass bead, uh, thermistor, um, it's somewhere. I believe it's the exact same one that they've been using in the, well, no. since forever. Um, no. it's just that it's now integrated into the, the hot end. No. Um, I am in contact with E3D. I actually ship my heater core back to E3D for that they can take it apart um, to 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 find the the reason why it acted up uh, because I I I think it's quite important that they do QC on that and make sure that that is not like a, a serious problem. Um, I have talked to quite a couple of other people who have been using Revo for quite a while and um, for example Nero 3D the the Voron guy <laughs> the Voron guy <laughs> he come said on. he printed like hundreds and thousands of hours with Revo didn't have a, a problem whatsoever 
Right. So I I guess I got lucky or unlucky there. Yeah. So mine, mine, of course, I, I mistreated mine and heated it up to uh, four eighty degrees, um, <laughs> which is that's that's just what it likes to sit at if you just give it power and nothing else, um, <laughs> and it's it still seems to work fine. So we have one dud. Um, of course, statistically, that's quite a high failure rate with the low number of samples that we have. Um, I probably wouldn't worry about it too much, and they they do improve things uh, as the product matures and and lives on. So V six mm. um, eight years ago when it was released is not the same V six you can buy today, um, but still, it sh- just shouldn't happen. It shouldn't happen. No, um, this is this was actually the reason why I contacted them directly. Uh, they were. Open because I guess they were also worried, um, and this was also the reason why I directly sent it back and and told them, yeah, I yeah. won't be disassembling it because maybe I destroy something that would have been helpful for you. Um, I don't know. Um, I, as I said, I am of course a bit worried, but I'm not too worried. I I think it is still a a very nice system. Maybe not for everyone, as you also pointed out in your review, but um, other well, otherwise it had been working really well for me for the other 150 hours printing, printing Voron parts and yeah, PC ABS, uh, PTG PLA everything works for that. Um, okay, so sorry if it was a bit absent here, um, but I just checked. Yes, so the. The heater core is available individually for twenty three pounds fifty. I okay. did not find it on the um, on the website, like I said, but it, it's it's a part that definitely exists. So that's that's good. It is good, um, and I don't know if if I think they are going to sh- start shipping tomorrow at the end of this week tomorrow tomorrow yeah. so at the time of of recording so today is the 15th um they will start shipping on the 16th um and it is first in first out the pre-orders are going to get shipped mm-hmm. first and then everyone else mm-hmm. because so, that's, yeah that's something that people have been asking yeah if you if you have one if you have weird temperatures or i don't know your through the material doesn't look as it's supposed to at the temperature check the temperature and maybe this the same mistake i hope that it's not but at least there have been cases or i i had a case where something was wrong with the thermistor yeah and if you if you see the temperature plot in something like octoprint it should be pretty obvious that that's not how it's supposed to look yeah, with a with a temperature plot, it's totally obvious. If you're just looking at the screen during heat up, as I said, for me, uh, starting at 150 degrees Celsius, it was just jumping up and down. Yeah. Um, if you have it running, so Marlin or the Prusa, Prusa, they are pretty. They can deal with quite a lot of weird temperature behavior. If you have a duet board and you you're just like touching touching your uh, hot end during i don't know a nozzle change it will directly go into thermal runaway so if you have yeah. a duet board you will notice it very quickly yeah dude has a has a heater model built in um mm-hmm. where it's where it's 
really doing a hey this is how i'm expecting the heater to perform and this is how it's actually performing and if it's more than five degrees off there's something wrong uh, marlin has a, a more lenient way of, of checking things mm. right so so i put in here uh form three plus because that's that's something that i that i would like to ask you about and i'm, I'm sorry i've not informed you about this beforehand um <laughs> Which is something that that's been on my mind. So, you 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 know my my review review terms. Re my review terms. They're on the website. Everyone can look at them. Um, and it's it's basically hey, don't ship me stuff that's that's like not finished. Um, that's not available for purchase yet. Um, yes, Revo, but that is that is a finished product and it was available for purchase. Um, however. With the Form Labs Form Three, they shipped me that that machine um, before they had announced the Form Labs Form Three Plus, and they told me they would ship me a Form Labs Form Three and boxed it. I, I assumed it was a Form Labs Form Three. Um, I said it's a Form Labs Form Three. However, it is a Form Labs Form Three Plus. The only indicator, or in, uh, the only indicator that it's a Form Labs Form Three Plus, is a little plus underneath uh, the the serial. <laughs> QR code and it literally says form three on the label. But there's on the on the other side of the on the other end of the label there's a plus. That is the only indicator. So they shipped me a product that I did did not know I was getting. I was referring to the wrong product. I I unboxed it assuming I had a Formlabs Form 3. Um but it was actually a, a Formlabs Form 3 Plus. Now I'm a, I'm a bit on, on the fence about this entire thing because they 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 didn't inform me i had to ask like hey did you guys actually send me a form as form three plus um uh, because somebody pointed out hey there's a plus on your label that's a that's a three plus actually that you got <laughs> i was like no 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 no, no. But they, they, they sent me a three that's what they said i'm i'm kind of miffed about that I, that that i had to first of all that i had to ask yeah but that they sent me a different product that they were saying they sent me um like that so I, I don't think um, that there's much of a performance difference, but like I, I feel what, cheated. What what is the difference between the between the Form Three and the Form Three Plus? I think like the optics unit is a bit faster on the Form Labs Form Three okay. Plus. Most people would be happy if they get the upgraded version, and I I well assume uh, Form Labs also thought, yeah, there's a. So we told him that we're going to send him a Form 3, but we have that Form 3 Plus, which is basically the same, just a little bit better. Um, let's ship him that thing. Um, he should be happy about and that. They, to, to be clear, that's what they've been doing on a lot of orders, where they've just silently upgraded it. Um, if, so, if you would buy a Formlabs 3, um, even before it was released, that they had yeah. already silently shipped out Formlabs 3 Plus. Yeah. So from that direction... Um, they kind of probably even unintentionally tricked you, but in a good way. Of course, they should have told you, but maybe they didn't even know because it just went through their normal ordering system, I guess. Um, they, they did know that they sent me a form of three plus. They, they were like, okay. ah, we weren't able to talk about it yet. There's like NDAs okay. and stuff, but you know, <laughs> those exist. Um, <clears throat> So, of course, yeah, if, if you're buying a printer and, and you get a newer, better version, 
and I, I assume, I hope it is simply an upgrade, a better iteration of the mm -hmm. same thing um, with no drawbacks, then sure, you're happy. But if you're somebody who tests these things for a living, and I'm going to send the, this printer back at the end of March, I think, um, I have no intention of, of having or no no interest in having this printer and keeping keeping using this printer the, the the plan is i'm going to test it that is the one goal i have with the machine and then i'm going to be i'm going to send it back and it's going to be out of mm -hmm. my out of my life again so really i don't i don't have a benefit in having a better machine but you have the benefit benefit on reviewing the current version of a machine because if you would have reviewed the form 3 people would not have been interested in that because They would have said, "Yeah, you are review. You, you are reviewing the true. outdated version of a printer, which is, as you just said, basically not available anymore." So the review would have been worthless. Of course, communication would would have been different, but I think that, in the end, that's that's the other part too, right? They they shipped me a printer that was already out in the market for two years or something, and I was like, "Ah, oh, it's it's a cool machine. Let's take a look at it." And I was going into this at the premise of. Yeah, it's not going to be the most recent machine, but mm. it I, I think I think it's still a very cool product. And then, like a week after I unboxed it or something, they they announced, "Hey, we now have a new one." I was like, "Couldn't you Seriously? have told me? Like, <laughs> couldn't you have told?" So it's it, at, it, at that point you you haven't been aware of correct. That you had the newer version. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Interesting. So. Poor of course, form. in a way, they tricked you, but uh, but I think it 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 wasn't intentionally bad in a way tricking you. I think it's only positive for you because you are reviewing a recent product which people will be interested in. They w would not have been interested in just a form three review, and you could also use it for a clickbait title like uh, "Form Labs tricked me." In re uh, reviewing their latest three D printer or something like that. Yeah. Uh, so, so just, just to, I guess, to, to illustrate my point, uh, like <laughs> this is, this is kind of like, let, let's go back to, to something that's where it's, where it's a bit clear. Um, you have a laptop, you have like an, oh, I don't want to, I don't want to pull any, any brands into this. You have, let's say, let, let's call it a G15 laptop. Um, and you, you you assume you're getting the 2021 model and it has a 10th generation Intel something in it, or 11th gen, I guess, this is the last generation. 11th gen Intel has seven in it. Um, you get it, you unbox it, you, you, you trust that the, you mm -hmm. got what it, what it says, clock speeds match up, core count matches up. You don't you don't dig any deeper, you just assume it's, it's right. Of course, on a laptop, it's much easier to look it up, but... Um, Then it turns out you were testing a 12th gen uh, i7 the entire time, and it performs differently than the 11th gen. Like, <sighs> that's that's kind of like you, 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 yeah. I I do understand your point. So I I guess to to sum it up, it would have been good if they would have told you either right away, okay, you're getting a well a a product that has not been announced yet maybe even with an embargo okay we we're gonna send it to you yeah. you can because you st you streamed unboxing that printer when it wasn't even released yet i believe so yeah yeah so and i've, I've had it sitting around in the box for a month <laughs> yeah of course i have seen it when i visited you in in, in september 
Right. It's been more than a month then. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. So you could you could have actually I don't know un 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 unrevealed un unveiled un unveiled that was the word i was looking for unveiled the printer b b b before even formlabs did True. that so but, i think it's it's bad mark or but i believe bad marketing communication on their side so since since the only differentiator is that little plus on the on the label um if the form 3 plus would not have been announced nobody would have made anything out of that um and i believe in software it actually shows up as a form 3 until okay. they enable that um mm -hmm. that's yeah, and until they 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 enable mm. the form three plus to be shown as as what it is, so in that case, yeah, I I I could have put out a review, reviewing a form three, <laughs> while in fact it was so. <laughs> for for this sort of stuff, like I have no problem signing an embargo, an NDA, mm. um, that it has a time limit to it, um. It's it's common practice in the industry. Um, PC components, um, that sort of stuff, routinely get embargoed. Though sometimes companies like Nvidia like to put some put some some shady stuff with uh, NDAs and embargoes, but that's a different story. Um, if it's just hey, you you get this product and you can take a look at it, and at date X uh, you can release your review. That is fine. That is one hundred percent fine. Uh, okay, yeah, maybe maybe. That's something I, I should add to the review terms, just to make it a bit clearer. <laughs> yeah. Don't don't ship me the stuff you you tell me you're gonna ship me. Yeah. Don't and don't uh, well switch talk switch talk up. openly to you. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Pe people gonna think what is he actually complaining about? Exactly, he he yeah. got a better machine and like the most recent machine, and everything would have been worse if you would have just gotten a a phone three because. That would have been the outdated machine. And then you could have, or you would have needed to say in your video, yeah, the newest version is released and it should perform basically the same, just maybe a little bit faster. So mm. be happy that you got the latest machine yeah. and um, just maybe complain to Formlabs that they should do better communication next time. Yeah, Com oh, communication is so important. So. Why, don't, right. why, why don't you communicate about your, your dead stepper driver yeah I, let's communicate about my uh, dead stepper driver I <laughs> thought I actually had when we recorded uh, the last podcast um, it wasn't a dead, dead stepper driver I didn't kill it um, it is I think so um, to the ones who haven't listened to the latest to the last podcast so i thought i have killed my first strap stepper driver on my artillery x1 uh, which has i think dynamic drivers in there and i said i have never killed a stepper driver before so that is something new for me and i'm happy that it finally happened um turns out so i let me think i i think i actually did what what you told me to um i just changed the stepper drivers on the main board and or no i changed the motors i changed something on the main board and i have seen that the uh, stepper driver was still working so it turns out it was the flat flex cable that the artillery uses so the flat flex is really nice and i think they it is not real innovation, but I think they did a pretty good job um, with the flat flex cable on the on the X1. But the flat flex cable has 
a big problem that without the strain relief on the print head, um, it tends to uh, break after a while. Um, for me, it happened just on a random connector, which is usually not moving at all. And hmm. it looked as it was just an overcurrent from something, which I don't know where it came from. So what I actually did, I did not... I did not replace the flat, flat flex because I did not have any replacement. I just snipped off the first millimeter of the, the contacts of the flat flex, which were, which were, uh, burned. Um, but there were still, there was still enough metal left to put it back into the connector. Now it's working great again. Yeah. That's I did a, that's not a... reduce the contact area because it was only, you could have, well, yeah, but... you were easily able to see that like two thirds of, the flat flex was standing out of the uh out of the connector so right how how, how does that one lock um because typically not at all it's just, it's just um you just, just stick flat. it in there okay yeah just um, friction fit yeah but in i mean in that case you should really look at why was that why was that situ situation happening where you your mm. wire your flat flex cable uh burns up mm. Um, what is causing that? Because typically mm. when that happens, there's something else wrong. Mm. Either the connector is failing or there's some yeah. electrical problem or, I don't know, contamination stuff. Um, because if it happens once, it's it's very likely to happen again. Yeah. So I was playing around at the print head or with the print head when that supposedly happened. I don't know if I touched something and I shorted out um, the stepper motor wires or something like that. Not sure, not sure, okay. really not sure. Since it wasn't just randomly happening during printing, I was really doing something at, at the hot end. I guess that might have been the reason, but I really can't remember where it's coming from. It was just really one pin that was burned. One pin, that's that's weird. One, one is weird. maybe it was already like oxidated a little. Usually, usually they're, they're at least flash gold uh, plated. So I don't know, but this is speculation. Yeah. So wasn't a stepper driver. So still did not kill a stepper driver yet. Huh. Needs it's to still waiting uh, for that first. I mean, if if you want to experience it, um, <laughs> it's not that hard if you if you really want to kill one, but. <laughs> Uh, I don't know. Yeah, not, not, uh -uh. It's it's not one of those bucket list things where it's like, hey, you're only real 3D printing dude if you've killed your three stepper drivers. Mm. Nah. Um, one of the reasons why I wanted to give that update because, as you have mentioned last time, um, you said, okay, check your wiring first because you don't think that it's the stepper driver or there is the likelihood that something else is the cause. Yeah. And just as, as, as an idea for someone else who has problems with their machine, it might not always be the stepper motor driver. Check your wiring. My um, CNC router I'm currently reviewing, I had problems with the C-axis in the right at the beginning and i thought the stepper driver was was broken turns out uh one of the pins from the connector uh, wasn't properly in the connector itself yeah. um i remember a patron request a year or two ago where somebody said ah, my printer is not working anymore it's not extruding anything 
Uh, turns out he tried to extrude material, but did not heat the, um, the hot end. So you have the cold That's, extrusion yeah. limit in Marlin where it doesn't, where it doesn't allow to move the extruder gears at temperatures below 130 degrees Celsius, I think. Yeah. As a default. It's, it's, it's a setting. It's, yeah. Think about what could be the cause. And it was just a lesson for me again that, um, Usually it's wiring. <laughs> yeah. There's that's and, and that's why actually we have we have a question that kind of ties into that. Um, that's why it's quite hard to to give advice um, over email or over well even even over Twitter video that sort of thing. It it is hard to diagnose other stuff. I've tried with three D Senpai. Obviously, I, I picked some that I thought were quite obvious. Um, some stuff it, you can at least like limit to, Hey, this is, these are the things that could be because of what we're seeing, because of what's happening, because of the things that can even cause this sort of area that we're seeing other stuff, not so much, um, like, okay, motor isn't turning that can have probably a hundred different reasons, um, why that could be happening. Um, I, in fact, for the um, for the extrusion force tester that I built for the Revo review, that I absolutely did not steal from Vector Three D, um, <laughs> I had the problem that the that the Himera that I was using to um, to push the filament wasn't turning, or was it? It was looking like it was a broken separate driver, right? The, the motor was just buzzing; it wasn't doing anything. Um, turns out Himera uses that flipped uh, wire scheme where it's not one A one 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 B. Well, not it's not first coil plus minus second coil plus minus, okay. but it's interleaved. It's okay. first coil plus first uh, second coil plus first coil minus second coil minus. So you you literally have to swap two wires um, on the on the connector on the on the cable. Mm -hmm. um, that's one of those things that causes a a stepper motor to not turn. <laughs> and and it, it's one of those things that it seems like it's a broken stepper driver. But it's impossible. To, I, it took me half a day to figure that out. I, I had run into it before. Um, I knew I should have known that, that that was something that that could happen. But still, it, it, this this sort of stuff is hard. <laughs> Just saying, yeah. if you don't have a, a checklist to to go through where it's like, hey, this is a symptom, this 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 this, it's really tough. This might be just just like a general idea. I don't know if 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 something like a wiki or a, a troubleshooting guide like that exists. I tried to do that when I had um, the wobble marks or the the Z bending Z on wobble, my 3D prints. Yeah. Um, I tried to exactly make such a list where it might be coming from and what I checked one after the other until I found out that it was bad PID on my bed. Um, yeah. Might be interesting to 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 do exactly something like that because so some some solutions are not obvious to many. So basically, like a, a choose your own adventure kind of thing. Um, something like that. If if your prints look like this, skip to page three hundred and twenty-five. <laughs> um, yeah, basically. So I'm I'm thinking of like a, a troubleshooting wizard. It would have to be uh, every, mm. everything's an app these days. No, a website where it's like, hey, input your input your 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 error. Or your issue, mm. and then it's like, hey, are the are the wobbles at a set interval? Are the wobbles, mm. or at, at a regular interval? That sort of thing, and it checks for all the possibilities. But that's that has a couple hundred endpoints. Yeah. So why aren't you using AI for that? 
make a <laughs> you let's you still diagnose have... 3D printing problems God. with AI. <laughs> Out of all the things where where AI is a bad idea, that's got to be pretty high up on the list. I don't know. Because, no, I don't know. How you still what what's your training data like? Yeah, you you would need to generate training data with exactly that symptoms and then feed it in yeah, there. Yeah, not just one. You'd need yeah, you'd need a thousands. whole yeah. Or you're just asking people to send in their problematic prints. You diagnose them with your 3D senpai knowledge, but even, categorize them and use them as training data for your AI. But that is best guesses. 3D senpai yeah. is not definitive answers. It's it's. In, in the video, you can see it's like, hey, it could be this, it could be that, it could be that. Um, uh, <laughs> that so, I, I mean, yeah, AI probably not a good idea for that. <laughs> Just saying. I, I, I know enough to know that's a bad idea. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, actually, that, that, that should be, that, that was going to be like the intro to, to one of the questions we got from, from Michael Lang. Um, question in, in German, but I'm going to ad hoc um try try and translate this so he's asking stefan specifically um <laughs> great video <laughs> yeah great even great though video. your video looks horrible but, what, what do you mean in the podcast oh yeah well okay so that, that, that that's my, a, my podcast video stream looks horrible yeah. compared to your pretty face yeah so, sorry so either I, I i gotta put a blur filter on this on this video stream at some point or i actually have to set up a uh, jitsi meet to to give us a, a 1080p stream from from stefan we are recording this as a live video stream um but so the question um Michael is trying to to make a decision here. So he's ha he has a Viper. Uh, he's had a Viper for six months, and he would like an XL printer, not as a kit. What? Sorry, a Core XY printer. He's, XY. He says, okay, he says he wants an I, I, XY printer. Yeah. Um, I, I read that as XL because he's asking, hey, what do you think of the Prusa XL? Or yeah. is there a better alternative today? Stefan, what do you think about the Prusa XL? Is there a better alternative to it today? Well... If if you want to follow the hype, pre-order an XL. I don't know. Uh, mm -hmm. The Prusa products could be great. It could be horrible as well. So um, just because I and many other pre-ordered the uh, the Prusa XL doesn't doesn't necessarily say that's that it's going to be a good product from right at the start. If if you are uh convinced that prusa is gonna make a great product of course you can spend the money um honestly if you are not sure about that don't pre-order it there are alternatives on the market um prusa xl are you buying the prusa xl because you want a tool changer are you just buying it because it's big are you buying it because uh you want to have a core xy printer it's hard to answer I, I think from the question, what he's asking, he wants a Core XY printer. Um, if if you want to have a reliable Core XY printer, Voron, um, Redrick, um Yeah, but not as kit. Nicht als kit. Yeah, yeah, okay. Not as a kit. Um, the ah, the American guys, um, how are they called? Race 3D? We're, no, not Ray. Yeah. Do they have Core XY? Um, well, here's the, the thing: do, 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 is Core XY really something that you should that that should be like the defining feature? It's cool at the moment. Yeah, well, yeah, but 
sure it's cool but is is that is that the thing that makes a printer worth it just because it has core xy kinematics not necessarily if you want to print fast it's probably better better than a bat slinger uh but sure uh you could also use a delta but i think delta i don't know are deltas obsolete they're, they're pretty cool if you want to print tall stuff Okay. So for, the, for that, they're good. But <laughs> but what about what about the um, the Mark Forge kinematics, where it's like half core X Y, um, where like the Y axis is direct drive and the mm -hmm. DX is just with a with a ninety degree um, yeah. idler on there. Yeah. That that's that's still a really good kinematic system, but it's not core X Y. Like, mm -hmm. yeah. So just I, I think well. I'm talking about like the price range the Prusa XL is gonna sell at two thousand bucks. Uh, just checked, so it's two thousand one hundred for the single extruder kit. Okay, so something in that price range. As I said, yeah, Voron, Redrick. How are the guys called? They were also at Murph. Uh, they are called who have a really nice all linear rail rail core. Cool. Linear rail. Correct. So, really cool. I I, th I think they are also selling uh, pre-built printers. Uh, probably. Uh, I don't know if they're selling are them in. Are they selling them even? That's that's a. Filastruder. Yeah, you can buy them at Filastruder. Seventeen hundred dollars. Parts. Parts. Kids. You are right. Parts. So rail, rail core is, as, as I understand it, an, an open. So a rail core that works is it's a, it's a core XY based RepRap 3D printer designed by J. Steve White and Tony Akins. Um, and it is, I don't think it's a commercial project. It's just okay. a, it's like Voron kind of. Um, okay. Where there are kits out there that others make, but Railcore does. So, mm. so, but what, what I'm trying to get at in, in general is like, hey, the, the, what do you think of the new Prusa XL? Mm -hmm. It's a printer, like you said, it's a printer that hasn't that that's not out yet. Nobody has used the Prusa XL outside of the Prusa folks themselves, and they don't mm -hmm. have the finished unit. I think maybe I don't know, um, yeah. but for for us as reviewers, influencers, YouTubers, people you think know their stuff, we don't know more than you do. We don't have any inside scoop. We don't have a most of the time, uh, we don't have, <laughs> unless there's an, an, an NDA or an embargo that you don't know of. Um, most of the time, we don't have these things just flying around. We, we've not used them for months. Mm -hmm. um, uh, so the, the, the Prusa XL is a printer that's not out yet. Um, if you've not seen anything on the channel about it um, or on social media or anything, we either don't have one, we've not used it, we're, so we are not qualified to comment on it, or we're not allowed to comment on it um, due to embargoes, NDAs, uh, etc. So, again, stuff that's unreleased. Yeah, it's just it's unreleased. It's not out yet, and that's that's one of the points in my in my review uh, terms. It's like, hey, if this thing is not finished, unreleased, I'm, I, I don't have any interest in it because it's it's not finished. <laughs> Whatever you decide to change until the thing mm. actually ships you can do but i'm not going to be able to to cover those changes that you make good or bad yeah um okay so yeah but are there other alternatives which are not kits i, I wanted to say the e3d tool changer but the e3d tool changer is also a kit and probably even 
harder to build than a Warren kit. Yeah, mm. tool changes like Similarly. intentionally. Yeah. Mm, I I don't know. Not built a tool changer, so I, again, I'm not qualified to comment on it. Um, I haven't built a Voron, so <laughs> yeah. I I mean, so have I uh, right here. Um, yeah. The the tool changer is like intentionally only a kit to like to ward off people mm. who don't know what they're doing. So um, I don't know if if you go in specifically quarks, why? Tough. If that if that is your your thing, you need and you don't want to build a kit. That's that's Ender seven. Seven. <laughs> I have an Ender Seven from Creality. I've, I've but... lost track of all the, the Enders <laughs> they put out. It's 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 a Quirks Y, um, but so my experience with it so far were only mediocre. Hmm. Um, of course, Ultimaker. Not a Quirks Y. Which is not a Quirks Y, but kind of goes in the same direction. Costs. Two or three times as much as a, a Prusa XL, so probably won't be something that you want to look at. Um, from Sigma, these Sigma are also not a Core XY. Oh, yeah, it's an it's an IDEX. Well, it's Whew, it's hard. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Hard if you recommend, don't want a kit. Is there any three D printer out there that you can buy as an assembled machine that is a Core XY? That, of course, we have one at work, but it's fifty thousand bucks. He didn't say anything about price, did he? <laughs> He's just asking no, he about better alternatives to the Pusher XL. But but, but if you're coming from a a Viper, I think uh, going from a two hundred dollar three D printer to uh, yeah, let me see. Um, if you dream. It's hard. There are commercial machines available with with Core XY, but they are not starting below five thousand bucks. But other than that, yeah, Ender Seven. But not really happy about that. I I think we're probably missing a really obvious one. I have the Sapphire Pro, which is um, uh, Core XY, but it's also like a really cheap Core XY, which might not be a real upgrade to uh, the Viper. That thing looks horrible. <laughs> wow. It wasn't totally horrible, but it's just it was two hundred bucks or two hundred and eighty or something like that. Wow. Okay. I mean, for so, that, yeah. you can't really complain. So, how to answer, uh, listeners, viewers? If you have a suggestion, <laughs> put it down in the comments. I'm quite sure we missed a to totally obvious one. Yeah, but again, Core XY. If it, it's cool, yeah, but it's not like Core XY makes a printer better. And if we've I've said this before. Finally, we have a question from Hannes and Hannes W. Composting at home. What about additives, color pigments? Enjoy your garden vegetables, and you've got a really good point for that. Um. So yeah, I recently did my video about composting 3D prints. Nothing really composted that much after a hundred days. Um, additives, color pigments and stuff like that. Um, so the thing is, if you are looking at least at the Dean ISO standard for compostable plastics, it especially asks for a 
grotesque on the medium that uh, was used to compost the plastic. So I think the procedure is um, you put the plastic into the composting medium, compost it for the 120 days or whatever it is. And then at the end, you at first check if the material is really gone or are the particles small enough. And then you grow something on that. And I think in parallel, you grow something on a, uh, on a reference medium and you are checking if both grow equally well. There's probably I conditions for like, hey, in yeah. the environment needs to be this controlled, yada, yada. Um, but basically, you're checking for whether it's toxic to plant life. Um, exactly. And enjoy your garden vegetables. Yeah, I mean that there could be some stuff that gets transferred into the soil and into your plants and into your vegetables, mm. into your fruits. Um, that's not something that, that they didn't test for specifically. It does not test for for toxins, contaminants that make it into plant life or make it into the soil. No, I'm I'm quite sure not. So um, the thing and probably also the reason why, um, for example, filamentum do that, the filamentum non-oilian is only available in its natural color. So it's only the polymer with the additives, but no pigments added. Um, is there are is there so uh food safe colors would those of course so th if, those would those would work for a compostable filament and not release anything totally toxic, simple um iron oxide red iron oxide yeah uh you could use that as as a color pigment it's it's rust yeah exactly so so but but that that gets you like really natural colors right it's it, it doesn't get you like an intense blue um, for example, um, yeah. blue, as far for as I know, is is a is a copper usually. Yeah, copper or cobalt or or all sorts of other toxic yeah. stuff that that's in like the blue shades. But, yes, but the composting. I think the composting standard also specifies uh, that no heavy metals, for example, okay, um, must be contained in the polymer or heavy metals below a specific limit. So that would already avoid, for example, maybe copper or cobalt or yeah. whatever to be used as a uh, pigment in that material. Isn't there, uh, I, there, there is, it, is it protopost or somebody else? But I'm, I, I remember that there's like some manufacturer who does, who actually does that, where they're, they're using, where they're, they're giving you a line of filaments that has just like natural colors, um, natural colorants in very, I don't want to say muted colors, but like non, non bright colors. Um, okay. The stuff that you would get from like ochre or, um, What's what's the sort of stuff you use for dyeing stuff? <laughs> Trying to come up with with stuff, but yeah, um, I I remember that there is one manufacturer that does that, but I'm, I, I okay. don't know if if the filament is like specifically compostable or biodegradable um, to be non toxic after composting. Mm. Um, you guys probably, I mean, listening, yeah. you probably know exactly who I'm who I'm talking about. I, I I think if you're talking to the master batch manufacturer, so the guys who put the pigments into pellets that are then used for the extrusion process, uh, I'm quite sure that they have this lineup of pigments that are used for or yeah. can be used for compostable materials. I don't know how it is for um, food safe containers and things like that. 
I'm quite sure that for True. these applications, you might also not be able to use uh, pigments that control uh, that contain heavy metals. So, yeah. But yeah, it okay. is in the end, it is a good point. Uh, there is some checking. I don't know what things are used for additives to get um, specific properties in the end, but maybe in some way they also need to to um, comply to the rules. If you're very interested in that, check check the standards where they do the tests exactly. or where they specify the tests. Okay, and with Stefan starting to lag out again, um, I think this is a good time to call it. A uh, bit of a short, well, a bit of a short episode, <laughs> one and a half hours. Um, yeah, I hope we, we covered everything that there was to cover today or in this week. Um, as always, Stefan, thank you for the time. Thank you all for watching or listening. What else do we have to say as, as the outro? If you want to support us, um, you can head over to our Patreon accounts. And if you have questions, just leave them down below and mark them with a question mark. Because do you, do you literally search I, for? <laughs> I, I search for question mark usually. Um, because yeah, when I'm reading the comments, I not always just uh, directly paste them into into our show notes. So Makes before sense. the show, I usually search for question mark. All right. So yeah, you, you know what to do. Uh, thank you all for watching, listening, and we will see you yeah. all again in the next one. Bye. Bye-bye.